Welcome to the Unbecoming Podcast, where you can join me, Stephanie Baranowski, in an authentic, personal perspective of my expat journey and my many travel adventures. Grab a beverage of your choice, set yourself up in a cozy environment, and be prepared to be inspired. Each episode, I open up my personal narrative of what it's like to unbecome everything you once were in order to become everything you were meant to be. Let's dive in, head first, eyes closed, and a strong cup of tea. We are all human living the human experience, and part of being human and living the human experience is encountering moments of stress, moments of conflict, moments of barriers towards accomplishing our goals, or even moments of feeling like you're unheard or seen in relationships, whether that's family work relationships, romantic relationships, relationships of all kinds, really. And when we have these moments of stress, it could cause anxiety, it could cause fear, it could cause doubt in ourselves, insecurities, all sorts of emotions come to the surface. Now, how do we mitigate that? How do we bring ourselves back to baseline and bring ourselves to a place of what I call grounding. And this is a concept that did not come to me right away. It's a concept that I had to learn over time and through many trial and error of my own. It was not taught to me by my family, although some things were values that were taught to me um, in my life. Um, But the concept of grounding and understanding that That was self-taught through many different trials and errors, but also through doing the really, really hard work in myself. And that is very necessary to do the hard work in yourself, to become self-aware, and to become aware in those moments of stress and those moments even when, when other people are witnessing and experiencing that and how those things affect you. That's self-awareness in itself as well. And when you can become self-aware in those moments, that's, that's, that's the starting point. That's the foundation of grounding. Now, when I think back to as early back as my childhood and the things that I grew up, the values that I grew up with, were about self-care and I didn't even realize that until I got much much older and started diving into self-care but I remember at the age of 14 my dad taking me to the gym and he would take me to the gym with him he'd say okay so I will meet you back here in an hour I'm gonna go do this and he would kind of let me do my thing at the gym so he he was a huge influence in my life as far as fitness goes. Um, I remember my dad at a young age also explaining to me how different vitamins work for my body and just being an influence in really taking care of my physical body. I also remember as well 
at that exact same age, my dad taking me to or scheduling me for massages. So he'd take me to the chiropractor's office where the massage therapist was located and I'd have a massage booked and um, I would go for uh, a massage. I would say, I mean, it wasn't super often. I would say probably once every like few months for sure. Um, and I don't even know if my dad even realized what he was doing at the time, but he was really setting the stage for me, especially in the teenage years, which is a really crucial time for um, developing identity and awareness and autonomy and discovering the world in a new way. And my dad, I have to give it to him, he was very, very smart to, to start doing those things with me and instilling those values in me. Not only that, but I can remember receiving at birthdays and Christmas time, um, my auntie always had something for me. Um, it was along the lines of a small gift that was, you know, she out of the ordinary. It was never an ordinary type of gift. But then she always uh, kind of slid in a little fashion magazine in there or a little some sort of magazine um, to get me thinking about um, things, different ways that I can style myself. And there was articles in there about self-care and stuff. So she always had her own little way of kind of planting seeds of self-care and self-awareness in myself as well. Although I don't know if that was the healthiest idea. I mean, when I re reflect back and I think about um, what magazines really do to the brain, I'm, I'm surprised that I'm put together and well-grounded in myself after um, enduring that. I mean, it's a good gesture. It did plant the seed of taking care of myself in, in many different ways in a more feminine way. Um, but uh, not necessarily were all of those magazines necessarily good for my brain. But uh, yeah, I've, I've had those, those seeds planted in, in, in my life at a very, very young age. And then as I grew up and uh, started getting more interested in psychology, and I remember taking my first uh, advanced placement psychology in high school, and I took it merely because one of my best friends was taking it at the time, and I figured, yeah, sure, why not? I'll take a class with her, because really I was in the French program, she was in an, in the English program, and we never took classes together, and I thought it was a good idea, and I ended up falling in love with this class, and this class was what made me want to dive into psychology thereafter. When I went to university after I graduated, I had the intentions of diving right into psychology right away, but I wasn't ready. And I, instead, I ended up diving into aesthetics, into the spa industry. And I'm glad I did because it set the stage and the foundation for more groundwork for self-care and awareness and grounding, really. I mean, the spa industry wasn't the best industry to work in as far as, you know, there's a lot of cattiness because there's, you know, lots of women working together in close proximity. And so you had a little bit of the cattiness, but at the end of the day, when I really think about it, I was in a atmosphere where it was soft spa music playing all the time. 
And sometimes clients would come in and they would just want to be quiet. And so it was kind of this quiet energy as I, you know, take care of other people's feet and skin and whatever else, right? And people would come in to relax and then I was giving that energy to them and, um, you know, helping them relax. And that was relaxing in itself. And and really, when you think about the concept of giving, giving usually as humans makes us feel good about ourselves. So anytime you're feeling, you know, really, really bad about yourself, to give to somebody, whether it's giving them your energy, your time, your ear to listen, or you give them a gift, or you give them, um, you know, something. Um, when you give outwards to other people, it makes you feel good on the inside. So that career choice of mine. I I didn't even realize it, but that was also the marker and the foundation for me to build the skills that I needed in order to ground myself in, in certain situations. And so I always had this really chill personality about me. I always had this very calm, relaxed personality about me, except for, you know, in my early twenties when I would go out and I would go out socializing and partying and that was a whole other ball game. But for the most part, when I was in my my career life in those ages, I was very calm and I was very relaxed and I was very, um, I, w- I would say in a, in a sense, I was very grounded as I was working on other people and, and taking care of other people in this really serene atmosphere that not a lot of people get to experience. And, and some of the spas that I was working in were over and beyond anything that most people would even encounter going to once in their lifetime, never mind being able to work in these environments. So working in the, in the spa environment was a blessing to my life. And it was the continuation of me developing, um, a sense of awareness and a sense of calm in myself. And then I moved on to getting my university degree in psychology and that was the awareness of why people do the things they do they do and and as I was going through those courses I was almost self-analyzing myself in a way which brings on more self-awareness right that education piece is super important um, for the self-awareness piece really understanding okay not just understanding why people do the things that they do but why do why do I do the things that I do why is it that I choose to respond like this in these situations? And, and why is it that I make choices like this in my life? And, and why is it that I do this instead of this? So I was always questioning myself and analyzing myself as I was going through those courses, which made me, that reflection piece is so, so important for building that self-awareness, really. And moving along, I went and got my yoga teacher certification and I did, I mean, I've accomplished about a thousand hours of yoga teacher training and each of those trainings and, and when you dive into your own practice in yoga, if you're familiar with the practice, you start to cultivate an awareness of your physical body and how, what you're feeling, your thoughts and your feelings also transfer into your physical body. And when you make a release in your body, when you stretch out those areas, when you release those areas that you've been holding that tension in, because in yoga, there's the theory that we hold stress and tension and traumas in the physical body. And if you listen to Gabor Mate and his talks, he'll talk about this. 
But we hold the physical tension in our body. And so when you release that tension, you release the stress, you release the traumas. And and how does that tension build? Well, that tension builds by our thought patterns and our emotions. And it just builds and builds and builds into the trauma in the body. And so the yoga teacher training and then also just diving into my own physical practice really taught me more about tuning into my physical body and and noticing what's happening with my body in those moments of stress, in those moments of adversity or chaos or uh, conflict. What is happening with my physical body in those moments? And how is it that my thought patterns and my emotions are affecting my physical body? And that that was the next step to my self-awareness discovery. Now, moving into travel and and thinking about you know my relationships that I've had and and all the things that i've I've done and the different ways that i I dive into self care, what does this all have to do with grounding? And that's a good question how How is it that I can ground myself in all these situations and my answer to that is first you have to develop the self-awareness. If you are not aware of how you are presenting yourself, your body language, how you're feeling in your body, your thought patterns and your emotions in that moment, and you can't name those emotions, you can't pinpoint what it is that you're thinking that are causing these emotions and these triggers in your body to happen it's going to be very hard for you to ground because no matter what you do, you're still going to be in that fight or flight mode. Now to ground means to take yourself, not necessarily take yourself out of the fight or flight mode, but take yourself out of being wrapped up in the fight or flight mode. So the grounding aspect is to first become aware. The second is to respond to what's happening, not react because react is fight or flight, but respond. And it's retraining the brain what to do in those moments of stress, what to do in those moments of adversity and conflict and barriers that you may encounter. And the first step, like I said, is awareness. That's step one how to be more aware in your body, your physical body, your mental state, and your emotional state. When you can do that, then you can engage in certain exercises that may ground you. So for instance, you can do breathing exercises, and that's a practice in itself, just like yoga is. It's pranayama breathing is one, uh, or prana we call it in yoga, So the breathing exercises helps us get in tune with our body. And when you think about it, when you're in moments of stress, and and next time you're in a moment of stress, um, think about where your breath is going. Most times, I I would say 99% of the time, it's going into your chest. Now, if you're breathing in your chest, you're having shallow breathing. And when you're breathing in your belly, you're probably more relaxed and more calm. So if you can tune into that breath and utilize your breath to help calm you in those moments and ground you, so that's one way you can do it. So if you notice your breath is in your chest, you bring it down to your belly. Consciously think about lifting your belly up when you breathe in 
and belly comes down when you breathe out. And there's many, many different belly exercises or breathing exercises that you can do. And my suggestion is do the exercises before you're in those moments of crisis. Because when you start to cultivate a practice of doing that, when you are in a more state of calm or baseline, then when you get to those moments of adversity, you know that you can pull that tool out of your tool belt because you've already practiced it. So breathing is one way you can ground. The next thing that you can do, and and a lot of therapists will recommend this, is picking like a color and trying to find that color in your environment. And, you know, whatever color, it doesn't have to be a specific color. It could be blue, it could be red, it could be green, it could be yellow. It's whatever color comes to mind. And find that color in in, in your environment. And what that does is it takes you out of your narrow-minded thinking and widens your viewpoint so that you can think about not just what you're fixated on in your mental state, in your emotional state, but when you broaden your your view, your perspective outwards, it takes you back into the present moment and not caught up in your thoughts. So that's what you can do as well, is being in the present moment. Now, some of these things do take practice. That one, you don't necessarily have to practice it, but you can in on your way to work. You can pick a your favorite car or your favorite color and see if you can find that on your way to work as a grounding activity, as a stay in the moment. Uh, I don't know if you can relate, but how many of you have driven to work or driven to somewhere that you mostly go to all the time and you get there and you're like, how did I, how did I get here? I don't remember driving here, but you did. Um, because you're on autopilot, right? You're not you're not present. You're on autopilot at that point in time. So doing that kind of activity takes you out of the narrow-minded thinking, but also takes you out of that autopilot mode and into the present and really enjoying and encompassing the present moment. Um, and then when you bring yourself into the present moment during conflict, that in itself is grounding. So it's taking you out of that fight-or-flight state and bringing you to a more calm state, more aware, more more aware of your environment and that self-awareness as well. Some other things that I like to do to ground me personally that you can utilize is I, I go for walks in nature. Wintertime, I'm not much of a huge fan, but I love to take my dog for long walks and I'll go by myself, whether it's I put in earbuds and listen to a podcast while I walk or I just simply just go out into nature and I just listen to the nature. And a lot of the times I like to go to the communal parks and just kind of go in through the trails and, and do that. And then it's nice my dog is a little bit older, so I don't have to deal with a lot of the puppy behavior, which is kind of nice. Um, so it's a nice time for me to enjoy my time with my dog, but also enjoy nature. And there's something really, really grounding about being out in nature and um, smelling the fresh air and feeling the ground and seeing the trees and experiencing the weather, the whatever it is, whether it's sunny, whether it's a little bit windy, whatever it is. Um, but being out into that nature and regrounding energetically is really important as well. And I would say do that as a practice. Don't wait until you're stressed to go, but utilize that as a practice. And 
then when you know that you're in a moment of stress or you need clarity in your mind and something's bothering you, go for a walk, go to the park, take, if you have a dog, take your dog with you. Um, I, I would suggest doing it without a friend and doing it on your own to really encompass the moment. Cause sometimes when we bring friends along on those little adventures, as much as they're fun, um, it can kind of take you away from being in the present moment in nature because you could get caught up in conversation and get caught up in, you know, each other's energy. And so you miss the point of, of enjoying the nature. Um, another suggestion I would suggest that I personally like to do is I'll put on some soft music at home and that comes straight kind of full circle around from when I was in the spa industry. And I noticed that in myself, that when I listen to soft music, it helps calm me. Um, a lot of the times I'll actually fall asleep to soft music nowadays more than anything. And, and that's uh, something I learned when I was living in, uh, London and I didn't have any of my comforts around me. I didn't have my dog. I didn't have close friends. And um, I was navigating being by myself. And that was a really hard thing to do. So what did I do? When I got home, I would put on some soft music to fall asleep to. And that was comforting to me. And it was calming to have that. Um, of course, animal therapy. So my dog is always there with me now, now that I'm back home in Winnipeg. But um, having my dog there, uh, animal therapy, I, I think it's so underrated. Um, and, and I think that, uh, animals bring this sort of energy and calmness, um, you know, when you're just around them and you physically touch them, you know, you pet them, you, they're close to you. They, they lie next to you. They sleep next to you. There's a comforting feeling about having their energy around their, their, their unconditional, innocent energy. Um, so that also helps ground me. And then in the moments of when, because you know, I, I do, a, I work in crisis, right? I, I'm mitigating conflict all the time in my job. So how, how do I stay so level-headed in those moments? And, and sometimes what I do is I actually physically touch something. So I, if there's a, a table nearby or especially if it's a wood table, because then it's it's uh, that energetic feeling of that natural material. Um, but some sort of object nearby I will touch so that I can feel grounding in my physical body and remind myself I am here in the present moment. I'm not in my thoughts. I'm not my emotions. I'm here to tune in and listen to what's going on in the conflict and to stay present and then respond once that other person is done speaking or respond when it's the right time to respond or when I feel energetically more clear to respond. And so by just touching a physical object in my environment that I'm in helps as well. And of course, in my own work, I also, I go out into the community with a, a team member. So sometimes even just making that eye contact with my team member kind of just uh, kind of solidifies, okay, I'm here with you. Um, you know, I, we're both in it together. And sometimes, you know, as a partner, if you work together often, your other partner will notice when it's time for them to step in. Um, so that's kind of nice as well is, is having that support and, and having the right support. And, and this is leading into my next point is 
having the right supports in your life to help ground you. Because there are moments when I'm in my own crisis or I feel like I need advice or I feel like I just need somebody to that I know that really cares about me to help ground me. And there's only very specific people I will go to for that. It has to be somebody I trust. It has to be somebody who's going to be giving me advice from a good place. Not everybody's giving you advice from a good place. There are people out there that are giving you advice based on their own experiences um, and what they would do, which is the majority of the time. Um, But also not everybody is in it for your best interest. And that stems from their own insecurities, their own self-limiting beliefs and whatever is going on in their lives. So I'm very, very choosy about who I share certain topics with, but also who I share my stresses with and who I go to for grounding, for safety. And that to me is also really important. So I have all these activities that I do to help ground me, um, you know, on my own. But sometimes we do need that outside source. Sometimes we do need that familiarity of somebody else to help ground us as well, to remind us we're on the right path, we're doing good, and, you know, having that really, really loving energy. Um, That also is helpful too. And then any physical activity, uh, other than just being out in nature and walking, but yoga, sometimes people find running helpful, sometimes people find meditation helpful. Sometimes people find lifting weights helpful and that looks different for everybody. The The mindfulness component and the physical activity is that, that that's going to look different for everybody. Um, and you kind of have to find your own niche in, in what that looks like and feels like for you. Um, but at the end of the day, grounding encompasses all of those things. And there's not just one thing to help ground you. And if you if you start to practice these things and develop a tool belt, it's easier to navigate many different stresses and adversities and uh, conflict that happens. Because maybe at, in that moment, that one tool that you go to that one mindfulness or self-awareness or grounding tool that you go to doesn't work in that moment so what do you do next well maybe I'm going to pull out the next one and the next one and the next one until I feel grounded and I think it's important that when you think about grounding and cultivating your own tool belt of grounding tools um, that you have many to dive into And that it may take different tools, different grounding tools for different situations. And that's okay. And I have to say for myself, I have developed many, many different tools in my tool belt that I love to share. So I love to share my knowledge. I love to share what I've learned over the years. And this is why I've created this this topic on this podcast. I was just really thinking about it. And just to be honest, like, my life's not perfect. I go through adversity. And even in this moment, there's, you know, conflict in my own life and, and, uh, uncertainty and, you know, a little bit of stress in some instances, not as much stress than anything, but sometimes uncertainty can drive fear and drive uh, reaction rather than responding. 
And so I kind of reminded myself recently that, wait a second, why am I, why am I reacting so much? What, what is it that I fear? And, and how can I get back to a place of grounding? And how can I get back to a place of just being really chill? Just coming back to that baseline of, of who I am and, and being that really chill, loving person, um, more, more than I have been. And then again, I'm, I'm human and I'm living the human experience and being human and living the human experience. We go through stresses and we go through adversity and we go through conflict and we have crisis and we have our own traumas that we're working through all the time. And, and, and I can say that it gets easier the more that you practice your tools so if there's anything that I hope you take away from this is maybe some ideas that you can dive into in your own tool belt to help you. And, and by all means, if you have any other ideas that you'd like to share with me, please send me a message, reach out to me, let me know your ideas. Maybe, maybe there's some that I haven't tried that I would like to try. Um, or maybe you try one of mine and, and uh, you want to share that with me. That's okay too. Um, but uh, really moving into the next week ahead, Maybe try try one grounding activity that you haven't done yet, or maybe I mentioned one in this podcast that you think, oh, that sounds like a good idea, and you want to try it, or, or you're like, oh, yeah, that's right, I used to really love doing that, and that really does work, and you want to go back to that. So I encourage you over the next week ahead, think about what makes you feel grounded, or what kind of activities do you think you need to try and filter into your life to make you feel more grounded in your life? As always, thank you for tuning into this podcast episode. I want to share more knowledge-based um, episodes moving forward. Um, so you'll have some filtered in with my life happenings, but I also want to include a little bit more knowledge because I want to share the knowledge that I've built up over the years with you guys. Um, so look out for more of those podcast episodes, but uh, enjoy the week ahead and, uh, and next week, next Friday, same time, same place. <laughs> Have a great week ahead.